Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Real Talk, where I get to have the privilege of connecting with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges to create amazing. And of course, like who, who doesn't have challenges? This is life, right? So today, my incredible guest is Nadine Robinson. Nadine is a revolutionary holistic women's health and relationship expert and nine-figure entrepreneur who has worked with thousands of clients across the globe. Nadine brings to her clients two decades of experience as a midwife, as well as certifications in firewalking and other holistic health practices, which I love. Her expertise has been featured in the media, including the Huffington Post, Medium, Daily Blast Live, and more. She's also the international best-selling author of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Creating Success with Medicine of Your Soul. Mm, that sounds amazing. She lives in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, but spends her summers at an island home where she frolics on the naked beach. She's blissfully married to the man of her dreams and a grandmother to three. So please help me welcome the amazing Nadine Robinson. Oh, hi, Grace. Thank welcome. you. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today because I know it's going to be a very fun and playful episode and kind of a little bit outside of the box for myself and my audience, but such an important topic. And so I'm super excited to chat with you today. So how are you? You're in Alberta, Canada. Yeah. And we're getting more snow and thankfully I'll be in Hawaii on Friday. So nice. it's perfect timing. I love the snow, but it's a bit much in Canada, you know, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like we didn't have snow here in Northern California, in the San Francisco Bay area, but it's been raining for months, which we need the rain. We need yeah. the rain. And it's amazing that once the rain stopped and the sun came out, even though it's super crisp, like you just feel different. Like there's something about the sun that just makes me want to frolic. <laughs> true. It's true. Isn't it? I love the sun as well. And even if it's cold, I'm, I'm okay. If the sun's yes. shining. So, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. So I'm, I'm really, you know, grateful to have you on today. We're going to touch on some really fun topics. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you, I know you're a midwife for 20 years, but what inspired you to move into, you know, this new phase of your life after being a midlife midwife for 20 years? Well, you know what? I burnt out. I mean, midwifery is hard, right? Depending on the where you work and what your model is like. I mean, I was on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I loved my job but it was also extremely stressful. And you know, you know, when you get a phone call, your pager goes off pager. That's how old I am, Grace. When your pager goes, I had pagers. <laughs> when your pager goes off and you have a sinking feeling of dread, mm. you're going to have to go to a birth, which is the most momentous experience in somebody's life. Yes. Like I have to quit. But I was also like, this was like my heart's passion. And I thought, what the hell am I going to do? what like catching babies is not a transferable skill where am I going to go like 
oh, okay. Like, hi, would you like me to come and catch your baby? Like, <laughs> this doesn't exist. It's not a thing. And so I actually really grieved. Like, I was incredibly sick. I had a, I was diagnosed with an incurable bladder condition. It's called interstitial cystitis. Mm-hmm. I did cure it, by the way. But I, I was sick. Like, I was sick. I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I just, I looked terrible. And it was just, I was really, really sick. And so I thought, well, that's it. Maybe I'm just not meant to have a second career, you know? And then I realized I had all these soft skills, you know, and it was like, oh, I have all these other skills. I have all of this holistic health healing. I have sex and relationships. Mm. You know, I love talking to people about their bodies. Here's your clitoris. Let me tell you how it works. You know, like, I wanna... <laughs> uh. and so I started sort of a, a coaching practice and it's cut coaching, healing, mentorship. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. I still don't have a, a great identity around it because it's, it's incredibly, it's guided by the clients, right? I mean, the people know, people are smart. They know what they need. I'm yes. just kind of here to like help them put the pieces together, maybe a little bit of reframing, you know, and people are going to thrive. So it's been a real fun, crazy ride. I love that. I love how you said like, it doesn't really have an identity and I can feel the energy. You kind of flow with it. And yeah. Whereas, you know, the coaching industry tells us, okay, you have to do this and be this way and do these things. I felt like I rebelled against it too. So thank you so much for the validation that we can create, hear this, we can create successful businesses any way we choose. Breathing that in, right? <laughs> Breathing that, that in. So powerful. Like we, we could think outside the box and do what feels good to us and still create successful businesses that thrive and serve those that we are serving. Yeah. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for reflecting it back to me because I still feel the the little, ooh, you know, oh, that coach says, I need a niche, you know? And I'm like, I'm not a niche. (laughs) Oh, who are you talking to? I was like, you need a niche, you know? And, but I feel like if we're serving from the heart, the feminine, which we all have, then we're, we're going to be in alignment. So thank you for bringing that up because sometimes I struggle with that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So this is really interesting. I like how you talk about this because, you know, I definitely teach the principles of the universe and talk about abundance and, and you say people are unhappy because of too much abundance. Can you speak to that, please? Because I'm like always like abundance, abundance. And then I'm like, okay, talk to me. That came to me actually in a dream. I was, I was dreaming. I get a lot of messages in dreams. I know people have different ways of connecting with their communication or their soul or whatever. And it came to me in a dream. And I realized that part of our messiness, in, especially, you know, you live in the US, I live in Canada, man, I've got like groceries on the shelf and my roads are paved and somebody's going to shovel my sidewalk and pick up my garbage. And part of what that abundance does, it makes me think that there's unlimited choice. Mm. And if I'm a tiny bit unhappy, I'm like, there's for sure a better choice then. I could just like figure that out. And what that does is it actually keeps me in the grass is always greener. I'm sitting in my pasture and I've got lots of grass I've got a nice mountain view and a really juicy stream in the corner. And I've got some trees, but I'm looking over there and I'm like, wait, those guys have more trees than me. What the hell? I can get that. I deserve that. And it becomes this tied up in our worth and our value. And it makes us miss the opportunities that are right in front of us. Ah, oh, that is so good. 
Yeah. That's so good. Cause I, I could relate to that because you feel overwhelmed by, you know, and I'm so grateful for the abundance we do have. But like you said, like, like I was having this conversation this morning with my colleague and it's like, we feel like, okay, are we staying small because we don't want to keep striving for more, but, but we don't really need to strive for more because where we're at, where I'm at feels great. But society tells you more, bigger, faster, more. More money, more love, more, more vacations, lose more weight. Like you want to add more and it gets pretty messy. And we all know, again, if you're going into the abundance piece, I mean, part of that is, is the gratitude piece. And I know people love to shame people with gratitude. Can you please be grateful for what you have? And you're like, oh God, okay. I feel like a loser because I want more. You're allowed to want more. Yes. But it feels different if it is truly from a place of actually, wow, I'm actually a great human and I'm doing great at the messiness of life. Go me and then go into more or abundance. That mm. feels really different. Yes, it does. So when, when we go into the more from a place of gratitude, say like, okay, you know, I'm so grateful. I have an incredible life. I have so much. I feel blessed and I'm open to more and better to expand as a human. Yeah. And also what can more look like more can look like maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be more material, like, you know, more incredible interactions, more connection, more experiences. Do you know what I asked for this year? I asked for more spaciousness in my life. Yes. Thank you. And slow. Yes. No. And yes, I'm simplifying too. Yeah. So, and when I was coming, it was funny because I had a call with my mastermind and then I was visiting with you today and I wasn't, I, nothing else was allowed to be booked. Nothing. It, thank you for that. Because that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. The first two weeks I was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, you know what, girl, you need to step back and stop because you're going into your old habits, pull it back, mm -hmm. rein it in. So yeah. I appreciate that validation. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So something you talk about is devotion and it's really important to practice devotion. So talk to me about that. What does devotion mean to you and how do we practice it? I think devotion is probably in my, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm 50 in a few weeks. So in 50 years, yes. yeah. I, what I'm realizing is that it's probably the most important thing that any human can learn. And it's the least talked about and understood because devotion is that radical act of saying, you know, even grace to you, I, I, I'm in devotion to you right now. I wanted to be present mm. and listen to what your needs were around doing this work together. Wanted to be responsive to your team, being respectful, making sure I was keeping my end of the bargain and also being available for feedback. If you said to me, Nadine, you kind of missed the mark or I'm disappointed or I needed a little something else from you here. And that's actually devotion. Mm, being present. And being deeply witnessed, actually witnessing you. I am devoted in this relationship moment to being deeply present to you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What would it tell you what my intention was? And I wrote it down. Yes. Part of There's a few things. The main one is to be present with you. Oh, so you, you called in devotion also. Yes. So that was like, when you said, I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I love when these synchronicities happen. Yeah. We can create magic that way. We can. Yes. And it also allows spaciousness for mistakes. 
Yes. I like I'm that. Allows spaciousness for mistakes. I used to be terrified to make a mistake. Don't get me wrong. I still am afraid to make a mistake. However, I've learned like those mistakes teach me. And it's not a mistake because how am I supposed to, you know, learn if I don't make mistakes? I can't just show up and be perfect. That's like ridiculous. That's not, that's not reality. Yeah. So I like that spaciousness to make mistakes. Yeah. You now, now I want to get to the, I mean, this has all been fun, but here's like the fun playfulness that I really want to get to. Cause this is, you know, super fun for me too. Um, why are we so obsessed with sex? Oh my God. I love this one. Now I'm bringing, I'm bringing the big guns out. Okay. Great. We'll talk about uh, the playfulness. Yeah. You know, I, so I'm deeply spiritual and that's the lens I'm going to come from. So people can take this, I want carry this in your own right? Anybody who's watching this, but you know, to me, a foundational belief I have is that we come from oneness. So whatever that looks like for you, I don't care if it's heaven or hell or past lives. It doesn't matter to me, but if we come from a oneness, guess what sex does? Brings us back to the oneness. Hmm. There is no other way that we can actually be in such profound connection with another human. Than through the intimacy that way. Yeah. I, I forgot her name. I think it's I, Iva, Isla. She, I saw a video and yeah. she embodied what you just said. It's like through the sexual encounter, we come back to ourselves. Yeah. And it's the most powerful. And I've, I've been learning this. It's the most powerful creative energy that there is. And we constantly miss the mark. Yeah. Well, because it's not really about the, the, it's not really about the physical. No, that's right. You've nailed it. You know, I love that you said that, Grace, because you've nailed it. I mean, we make new humans through that act. Yes. That's a bloody miracle. Yes. And I was a midwife. I'm all up. I was I was also a director of a midwifery school for a long time. So I teach midwifery. So I was all up about the science and the research and the clinical evidence. We don't know how babies are made. We still can't figure it out. And so there is this profound, this utterly profound miracle within the seeds of our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And also... Everyone will tell you, and, and you can ask anybody if, about their sexual experiences, their sexual reality. The truth is there has been no more greater pathway to initiation or to visionary knowing of self than in the arms of a lover. Beautiful. Yeah. Yet we run from it. Well, it's funny. We seek we this- the intimacy piece of it. Yes. You nailed it. I was just going to say, we seek, we, we're so prof- we're obsessed with that, that pleasure piece. You know, we're, we're pursuing the orgasm all the time. It's a clitoral orgasm. No, it's the G spot. Okay. No, we're going to try this kind of set. And we're obsessed with the mechanics of sex, but we're not obsessed with the like gateway of spiritual exploration we have there. And, mm. and we're afraid of it because that actually means being so friggin' vulnerable with your yes. lover. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Mm, you can like touch me down there, but we're not doing anything else. Like, <laughs> stay, out of, like, stay away from my heart. You got it. Yeah. Stay away from my heart. And yeah. so Napoleon Hill, I mean, he was an author from the 1930s and he talked about one of my favorite books was Think and Grow Rich, which yeah. is not even about money. It's about success. And one of the chapters in there was the creative power of sex and sexuality. And I know that they took that chapter out in early copies of the book, but I think that now it's back in because it is a powerful force and it brings us back to our oneness. And I think, I don't think I've ever just, this has only been conscious to me recently 
because I, I mean, I never heard of this before. It was just like, you know, sex and sex. and But it was never, we never communicated as it's, it's a gateway to ourselves. It's a great gateway to deeper spirituality because also many of us grew up where it was like you were shamed, you know, when it came to sex, it was like a taboo. I mean, even for us talking about it now is, is kind of taboo, right? Like who yeah. talks about that? I'm shadow banned all over Instagram because I talk about sex and I'm not talking about how to, you know, you can't learn. No one can show you actually how to have sex. It's experiential. It's right. just like catching babies. I can read it in a textbook. No, I needed to learn how to catch a baby. You know, what's interesting, what just popped in, like, you know, it feels so taboo to have this conversation, but then there's like, you know, porn and sex sales and commercials and everything else. We can witness it that way. But for us to have this conversation around it being, you know, an energy and it takes us deeper to ourselves, like I'm even getting uncomfortable. So that goes to say something about, you know, society and how we witness it. Like we can sell it in commercials, but why can't we talk about it as a, as a concept that brings us closer to ourselves? I, I love everything you just said, because you've nailed it. It's okay for us to sell a deodorant with boobs. Right. But God forbid, we should talk about the sacredness that lays within the medicine of our breasts. Mm -hmm. We're I not know. allowed to talk. Yeah, we don't, we can't talk about it. And it does make us uncomfortable because we're like, whoa. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, am I really talking about this? You know, because I still have work to do there too. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, see, I'm getting like, I'm getting a lost. You're called a visionary disruptor. What does that mean? The, the, exactly what we're doing. I just want to like take that mainstream narrative and I just want to like, just poke some, like give some nudges into it. Not even poke holes in it. I want to put some nudges into it because I actually believe that we're creating a collective consciousness together. We're creating a collective reality and I don't like it. And so I want to just like kind of help people to like, I just want to like give some bumps, maybe a couple of cur curves, you know, maybe there's a roadblock mm -hmm. and let's actually explore that together as, as helpful because people, people are smart. People are like incredibly wise. People know stuff. So you actually have something to contribute to this, this collective reality and this conversation. And so I just want to like be in the space of helping people to like, what's your, what do you know? Tell mm -hmm. me more. Because that actually allows us all to grow and learn and heal, right? Well, it's through the, you know, it's through the healing that we expand and then get closer to ourselves. So what about, this has come up before, you know, what if we're, you know, a person who currently does not have a lover, how can we get closer to our sensuality? How can we get closer, you know, how can we embody and embrace that? I mean, is that something that can be done solo? Yeah, it's a really good question. To, to be 100% honest, the very, very best way for someone to get closer to themselves is to actually understand what gives, gives them pleasure. Mm. And I don't mean sexually. Mm -hmm. I mean like you're having your cup of coffee and you're like, oh God, I love coffee. I love coffee, right? I love the beach. Mm. I love playing guitar and singing. You know, what brings you true pleasure? And there is no... The only exchange to the universe is that you have done something and gone, wow, wow, that's the exchange. There is no, I'm getting money for this. There is no, I'm selling a book. There isn't any like, oh, well, I did that so that my mom is happy. I took my vitamins this morning. So make my mom happy. No, this is your wow. And when, if each of us actually resonated in the wow a little bit more every day, 
oh God, the whole world will change. The whole world would change. I can, and I can feel that. So is it, are you, are you talking about the flow and just being and, and, and like, or doing things that we enjoy and that put us in the flow so we can just be? I think it's either. I don't think it actually, I don't think it matters one single bit. When you get off this call, what's going to make you just so happy? I don't know. Maybe it's going to pee. <laughs> I've been on the call with Nadine for 20 whatever, and I really got to pee. Like, what happens if that was like your wow? I'm so grateful my bladder works, and I'm going to go pee. And I didn't pee my pants, and I'm really grateful. Wow. It can be that mundane because that is a miracle. It's a miracle. There's people who have problems with their bladder all the time. Like, this is, I mean, I'm, it sounds foolish, but I'm telling you that. You know, maybe you go to bed and had a wonderful night's sleep and you just wake up and you're like, oh my God, I love my sheets. Wow. Oh, yes. It doesn't have to be any act of doing. It's just that moment of pure pleasure. We all have them. We have them every day. For sure. And so if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, we can connect deeper with ourselves and our sensuality when we are just enjoying what we're doing, because that opens up the spaciousness to yeah. our soul. Yes. I don't get up the, and play the guitar because I'm practicing for my newest album. A, I don't have any albums. B, I shouldn't be on an album. <laughs> like, that's not who I am. They're incredible musicians. That, that's part of their medicine. That's how they give to the world. I'm not doing that for any other purpose other than to bring myself pleasure and joy. And that's and so it. I talked, I talked with this. I talked about this with my own coach yesterday. Yes. And so amazing how the universe works. And it's about when we're in the act, because we were talking about the masculine and the feminine flow, and we all have that. And we were talking about when, when you know, I've been so used to showing up in my masculine and doing energy because that's how I created my success. And so now I'm making an effort to sh shift and fall into my feminine energy and create from my feminine. Where is that? What you're, that's what you're talking about. Like, you know what? I get to reach out to my clients today and wow, you know what? That brings me joy because what a blessing to have clients. Yeah. And I just want to share instead of like, okay, like I really, I need to meet my number. I need to do this. So coming from the place of, wow. I get to do this. I'm grateful for this and falling into that feminine energy, which attracts in a different way. I, you, that's a really great way. You've nailed it of, of re-explaining it in a way that is exactly so profound because the masculine is that young is doing, isn't yeah. it? And, and there's the, nothing wrong with that. We need both. Ooh, but we haven't shown up in my masculine way too long. Most of us have. It's what's rewarded, right? It's hustle culture. It's like, I got where I am because all the hard work I did, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, all the ridiculousness. But when we actually have those moments of sublime pleasure, of just the, mirac the, the miraculousness of being alive, whether it's the sunrise, like you said, you started it off with the sunshine. You started this whole talk off with that. It's just such a profound way of just being so present with ourselves and just it's... Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, the word present keeps coming up. Yeah. You know, I'm um, being, and I was talking to someone this week and I said, you know, Eckhart Tolle, he talks about the power of now. Well, you know, when I first heard that 10, 15 years ago, I'm like, okay, this is weird, whatever. And now it's like so profound. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we, I, I'm feeling like when I'm in the present and just surrendering, it's like all these amazing things are happening. 
Yeah. And go, don't get me wrong. I can't stay. I, I, it's not like I stay there all the time. Like I'm human. I fall off. I, you know, I got, you know, yeah. but what, but it's so powerful and I never tied it to our sexuality. You, mm. you talk about this. You said you help clients weave sexuality into life. To Look, if you're coming to work with me or talk to me, we're talking about sex because we spend so much of our life pursuing sex. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to have a partner, a lover, we want to have a baby, we don't want to have a baby. Everything is wrapped up in our sexuality. And sexuality is also where our money, energy lives, all these kind of things. And so, yeah, if you want to have, I mean, if you want to have, make more money, go have an orgasm before you do something. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so when, when you weave, and I think this is the difference that, you know, I don't, I don't look, I don't want to look at you as this little compartmentalized person right now, who's a coach, who's a teacher, who's a healer, who's an educator, and you're coming on doing this. No, you're like a whole person. And there's a whole bunch of deliciousness wrapped up. And you're actually carrying all of you into that, whatever you're doing next. And when we look at ourselves as a sexual being, and part of that is the miracle of who we are, you know, the incidence of each of us being born is one in 400 trillion. Yeah, you are a miracle. You are a miracle. Amazing. What if we treat well, you? The concept is amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so when we weave into those spaces and we t- stop pretending that our sexuality is something that, you know, begins and ends at our bedroom door and we weave that into our lives in a different way, it changes everything about who we are, about how we show up, even our relationship with passion. We think passion is often, well, I'm passionate about my work and passion in the bedroom. Same, same, know your name. What happens if we link those up and let them like feed mm-hmm. off each other, energize? What if you are having a dry spell or you don't have a lover right now? What about if we nurture and nourish the passion of your work or your hobby or your children or whatever you're doing in the world and allow that to feed and nourish that sexual passion? You're calling in your lover. Your lover is like looking around going, who is that? I hear her. I feel her. I smell her. I need her, right? So I, I love this because, okay, so... When we are in our own, you know, power and super excited about life and, you know, play between them, our masculine and feminine and are enjoying things and then showing up, you know, with passion for work or for community, then naturally like that, that sensual, that sensuality in us is going to come up and we're going to feel better. And then we're going to attract that. But then if we're closed off and negative and just in the lack, like we're not going to attract, we're not going to attract that experience. So I actually think we need both. Because in, in I, regards, like when you say both, what do you mean? I think we need to be in that passion. So if you're thinking about, okay, I really want to attract a lover. I really want a, a life partner. Maybe that's something somebody is wanting to do. Yeah. You can channel all of that sexual, creative, massive energy into the passion of work mm-hmm. or whatever your career working out. I don't care what you're passionate about. Just let it be present. But at the same token, I actually think we have an energetic mm, shit detector, I'm going to call it. And we know when people are lying. Yeah. We know that. So I actually want your shadows and your messiness and all of your ugly feelings. I want them to be there too. You're like, I am so passionate. I'm in my flow. I'm like hot. Yes. And oh my God, I hate this thing about myself. Or, Or I feel unworthy. Because I don't have a partner. And that's the only thing I've ever wanted my whole life. 
and you're like, and I don't have it. I'm successful in everything except the thing I want. I want you to be mad and angry about that. Let that be, and not that we want to live it there. I don't want anybody to move in and be well, like, we have the shadow. Like, you know, we, we, there's always the yin and the yang. But yeah. so I, I love what you're saying. It's like, yes, we're going to be in this great energy, but we need the shadow. But Eckhart Tolle said something else. Our romantic relationships are our most dysfunctional because they trigger all of our shit. Welcome to why podcast. It's no, you've you've nailed it, and you started it as well with talking about devotion. That's why you have to be devotion in devotion to your your lover. If you've already got a plan B, the relationship's already over. It's mm -hmm. failed. It's failed because you are already saying I'm not in devotion. I'm already I'm looking at the grass over there. Mm -hmm. hmm. You know, mm -hmm. even if it's just being single, mm -hmm. you're you're already out. Because we always think the grass is greener or there's something better. Someone else, I don't remember who, but was on this topic. Whereas that's, a, you know, the challenge in society today is because we think there's always something better, yet we miss the opportunities that are in front of us because we always want something better. Because like you said, there's too much, you know, there's too many choices. Yeah. And then we and get also, lost in it. You said, I was thinking about you before I got on with you and I was dancing around, getting my energy up for the show and I was excited and all I could stop thinking about is how, when you're talking about the shadow in your lover, like if you want to actually know where your biggest weaknesses are, or your hugest faults, your biggest blind spots, just look at your lover. And it was That's so funny. It's, it's so, and you want, the trickery there is messy. It is so messy. And when you're in devotion, and the thing is, I was thinking about, here's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about how women don't trust men because men spend a lot of time lying. And they lie because they want sex. And so, and they're not lying because they don't deeply care about us in that moment. But women are hearing, I love you. I want to create a life with you. Let's be exclusive, whatever the words are. Mm -hmm. And we're buying it, mind, body, soul. And everybody, your, your energy and you're like, whoop. And then he dumps you three months later and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm out. And you're like, what the hell? I thought we were in love. So women don't trust men's words of love. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, do you want to know who is better at devotion in relationships when they are in love? Men? One billion percent. Interesting. When men are in love, my husband has taught me more about devotion and love from an emotional intelligence perspective than I could have ever had because I've had all of those betrayals. Most women have. I love you, baby. But I just really want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. And when you get into, when you find a relationship with a man who is committed to that devotion, it scares the shit out of women and we don't surrender. We will not surrender to men because we go, I don't trust you. Your ovaries totally. are, I've heard this before, back away, back away. It's, it's so funny because then we have to heal. Then, then it comes back to us and we have to heal, you know, that part of us. And when we, you know, open up our heart and allow us to be, allow ourselves to be, but I think it comes, we have to heal our own shit, all of our own shit, then come to that piece. I feel like the relationship piece is like, until we heal all our other stuff, then we, then we heal that trusting piece. I would love, can, may, I, may I bring a different viewpoint to you on that one? I would love to hear a different viewpoint. I want, I would like invite you to, to know that the most powerful space of devotion is that someone loves you broken. Oh girl, we're all broken. And well, we're all not broken and broken. So we all have our stuff. And that's actually the place mm. of probably my husband loved me with all my faults. Yes, that's beautiful. And here we are, we're thinking, okay, we need to, you know, get into these interaction relationships with people that are, you know, healed. We don't want this baggage. We don't want, 
But in reality, that's the beauty. That's where the beauty is. Yeah. So thank you. That's where the beauty is. It is. And mm. when someone loves you broken, mm. just the way you are, it actually gives you permission to not think, oh God, I've got, I've got to fix this or I'm not lovable until I do this. Mm. You're lovable right now. And are there things yeah. you might want to shift? Sure. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You can, you can grow. And I love that perspective because what, what I've had is like, not, I mean, we're all in relationships, different types of relationships. You know, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, just relationships in general. And it's been like, okay, heal, heal, heal. But now it's like, we're, we're all worthy of love regardless of, yes. and period, the end. You and know. can you feel, I love that you said that, because can you feel how, the, how much we withhold mm -hmm. when somebody goes, well, I'll love you if, or I'll love you when, and right. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to love you so hard right now. And there, maybe we need boundaries or maybe we need some. Totally. We need boundaries. But um, what if we love unconditionally? Absolutely. And again, with boundaries and discernment and, and, you know, and I think coming from, you know, my background, I'm talking relationships in general, just be, being her and not being able to trust and learning to trust. That was maybe a way that kept me, you know, protecting myself. Like, okay, like, you know, I'm not going to be in this interaction or into this relationship until like, or I'm healed, but it doesn't matter. Like you said, it's unconditional. We can be discerning, but also I have to be unconditional with myself. Yeah. And that's part of the act of devotion, isn't it? And, mm -hmm. and I don't even mean devoted to you being better. What about just devoted to be to yourself and, yes. and to repair. So mm -hmm. if you've done something to harm yourself or harm another, you're like, wow, okay. I, I am still devoted. Mm -hmm. I love that. And again, none of like, you know, if you say this, none of us are perfect. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been in interactions in the past that were not healthy or serving me. And so that was where my mindset was coming from. But in reality, we get to choose. None yeah. of us are perfect. Like, like I say my from my book, you know, going from fucked up to fabulous. And none of us are really fucked up. And you said, you know, loving someone, we're broken and just loving each other the way we are and being open to the expansion and the healing, but that doesn't define us. No. And, it, and the more that we think, you know, the more that we trick people and say, well, you're lovable when, you know, because that just triggers all of our unworthiness wounds. It triggers right. all of our rejection wounds. It triggers all of our abandonment wounds. Mm -hmm. And all of us, want, that's all you want as a human. You want to be like accepted and kind of be, be in the little club. Like who's mm -hmm. my club, you know? And, when we trigger all of those, we're constantly telling people, well, you're out. You can't come into the club until, you know, you've done these things, whether mm -hmm. it's you have to believe you're worthy or whatever the things are. And so, you know, the more we, we soften there, it gives us permission to actually be, be vulnerable because it's like, yeah, hey, we're both just going to love each other the best we can. And right, mm -hmm. right now, we, maybe we don't have a lot of emotional intelligence as a couple or as a friendship group or whatever, as a community, but we can build that together. And there's room for us to actually grow there. But if you have to come, if I say to you, Grace, well, I'm sorry, I just feel like this is your unworthiness wound here. And I don't really know how to help you. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, God. What have I said to you, though? Grace, oh, my God, I'm so glad that we can talk about this. Thank you for sharing it with me. I'm deeply honored. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. What can what can what can we do together to help you feel loved and included here? Mm -hmm. That changes everything. 
Absolutely. And again, I, and I love the perspective. And I think for me, because I've come from a background of so much, you know, abuse and trauma, and I've had to set boundaries that, you know, I've had to be more discerning. Yeah, I can still be unconditional without having, you know, interact those types of interactions. And, you know, you've just brought up such an important point. So thank you for bringing it into the to the field, because you're absolutely right. So many of us have experienced abuse, trauma, extreme sexual trespass. Almost every woman I know has had some kind of a sexual trauma. And so we have to find, we don't actually know about this. We don't know how to make it healthy and safe and loving and nourishing because before the, the way to, to do that was to actually be in abused. And that's what we know about love. And when, when, when that becomes the foundation of love, we don't know how to go here. We're like, this is just terrifying and I'm just going to get destroyed. So this is yeah. a hard no. Yeah. Yes. yes. And just, and learn, you know, again, it's just a journey. It's a process and, you know, being open, educating yourself. You know, that's, that's what I've been doing. Definitely educating myself on the different, you know, like I just learned masculine and feminine, you know, not too long ago and learning mm -hmm. about that and being open. And like you said, when we're open, we, you know, we attract and create from such a different place. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This has been amazing. I mean, so many good nuggets. What would you leave our audience with? What was, what's a nugget of wisdom that you would leave us with? Oh, the very most important thing that you can do is just have the most radical compassion for yourself every Amen. single moment of every day. That's Amen. it. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much. This was super fun. So fun. like totally out of the box conversation, very vulnerable. Thank you so much for showing up and playing with us today. Where can people find you? Oh, I'm at www.nadinerobinson.com. And I'm on Instagram at I am Nadine Robinson. Yes. And we will definitely add your information there. It was just such a fun, playful conversation and we took it deep and it was playful. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nadine. I appreciate it. And for those of you watching, thank you so much for watching the replay, listening. We are definitely grateful for you. If you enjoyed this, please make sure to rate, share, and tell your friends about us. The real talk just keeps getting realer. Thank you guys for joining us today. I wish you an amazing rest of the week. And Nadine, hang on with me. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.